Welcome to the Loving God, Loving People podcast, a podcast where we dig deeper into what it looks like to live a life where in the end, all that matters is God and people. Each week, we will have candid and authentic conversations about how every day brings a fresh beginning and that the best is yet to come as we work together to help fulfill the mission that Jesus has given us. Now, here's our host. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Robert, sitting here with Chad Moore, and today we're going to be talking about truth. Now, my guess is just about everybody who's listening to this or watching it has had a conversation at some point with somebody who said, well, that's true for you, and that's great, or that's true for me, or hey, you know, all roads lead to God, or you know, you, you can pick a whole lot of different kind of categories of the same sentiment And that's that truth is relative. Your truth is different than my truth, which is different than this person's truth. Chad, what are your thoughts on that? (laughs) You already know. That's why you asked me that way. Uh, Yeah, that's dumb. (laughs) So let's let's just think about that for a second. So, and and but those people who say it are usually really nice people. Well, oh, it's 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 all over the place. Yeah. Right. It's it's all over social media. Hollywood propagates it. All it's it's, it's everywhere. Com- common language. Well, I have my truth, and you have your truth. Which is not that that is a new th- concept, which people don't realize in the history of humanity. I mean, this is a postmodern idea of relative truth. Well, it, yeah, like a ton of things, common sense is just out the window. Mm-hmm. You know, think about common sense; not all that common, right? But this idea that there's your truth and there's my truth. Mm-hmm. Well, that means there is no truth, which means the that very, statement is the very that. statement of you have your truth and I have my truth can't be true because there's no truth. How would we know anything? Which means ultimately there's no standard, there's no right, there's no wrong, there's, there's nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is why in the world today you have all kinds of crazy stuff, right, coming down the pike. Yeah. That once all of us would be shocked, mortified, you know, there was a time when I can't even believe that's even – you know, considered, and then, no, that's my truth, that's your truth, which means there's no right and wrong, there's no good or there's evil. There's no foundation anybody's building on. Okay, your truth and my truth ain't about truth. I'm, I'm going to just go Texas on it. <laughs> your truth and my truth, I'll try to sound a little smarter. Your truth and my truth. So, I was with Chad. That's about how you feel. That's That's week. not about facts. And your truth and my truth is about how I feel versus how you feel. It has nothing to do with reality. All right, real quick. This is going to be a little rabbit trail here. Hit it. But I was I was riding with Chad in his in his truck and we're getting instructions and he talks to Siri and you chose a British accent for this person who tells you what to do and where to turn and all that kind of stuff and answers all your questions on Siri. Why British? Because my wife is from Scotland and I'm used to a person with that accent <laughs> that accent telling me what to do. <laughs> that's that's probably why. All right. Just, it's familiar. Yeah. And every once in a while, I get to tell her what to do. So maybe it has something to do with that. <laughs> Give me this information. No, I just like the British accent. All right. All right. So back to truth. Okay. Little T truth, but yeah, there's yeah. something different. Yeah. So my truth and your truth, mm-hmm. that, that is not about reality. That's not about facts. That's not about what actually is. That's about how you feel about something and about how I feel about something. Mm-hmm. And so the whole using of truth is 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 wrong. If you said, well, this is how I feel about this. Yeah, that's well, this more is accurate. how I feel about this. Now we're now we're living in the realm of common sense. You think differently. You feel differently. Not but, you have a different truth. Well words are important. Yeah. But but your truth and my truth means that nothing's true. Yeah. Right? We're we're just all living by our emotions. 
Um, you know, and, and, and once you get past two or three years old, it's really wise to stop living by your emotions. Yeah. yeah. No more temper tantrums. So how can somebody reason their way to go, okay, maybe there is a capital T truth. Maybe there is a universal truth that's just true for everybody. How do you get there logically? Or if you're having a conversation with somebody who says, well, that's your truth. This is my truth. How, how do you have a conversation from that point moving forward? Well, for all the believers in Jesus that are listening, first of all, you, you will never argue somebody into the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. Uh, we love people into the kingdom of God. And so what you do is you ask the Holy Spirit to take over those conversations. Maybe even in the conversation, you're praying to the Holy Spirit. I'm a witness of Jesus. I'm not a salesman for Jesus. Mm-hmm. I don't have to convince anybody anything. I'm just going to let the Holy Spirit be the Holy Spirit. So this whole idea that we debate people into the kingdom of God is, is, is wrong. At the same time, we're to love God with all of our heart, soul, mind, mm-hmm. and strength. So if we're going to love God with our mind, let's really think through why we believe what, what, what we believe. Mm-hmm. So people do believe in absolute truth. For example, gravity is an absolute truth. Mm-hmm. If, if there is no propulsion that moves you up, you will go down. That is a fact on this planet. Mm-hmm. Now, we can't fully articulate or explain what gravity is, right? We just know it works every time. Yeah. Right? So if I just say gravity works for you, but not for me, I'm still going to be subject to gravity, which oh. I am right now, and I'm very grateful, or else I'd fly off this chair. Yeah. I'd be like, hey, man, why don't you go jump off my roof and see how you believe about gravity after that, right? Mm-hmm. It, it, it is just a law. Well, and to say there is no absolute truth is an absolute statement. Yeah, and it cancels itself out, doesn't it? Yeah, but there is there are laws, whether it's moral law, whether it's okay. physical laws, whether it's whatever. We, there are laws at play in everybody's life, whether we like them or not. Yeah, so so let's make the shift. Okay. So somebody, so, somebody right now, right, is driving in the car going, well, what about airplanes? What about – they're still playing with gravity. Otherwise, they wouldn't work. Mm-hmm. Gravity is at play when you're in the jet or the jet wouldn't fly, it would just drift off, mm-hmm. right? The fact that it's headed somewhere, the fact that you can move it in a certain direction means we're still playing with the law of gravity. So if that's what's your thought, you're wrong too. I love you, all right? Gravity is just real. Mm-hmm. It's truth. It's, 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 it's law. So go ahead. Also in the cosmos, mm-hmm. <laughs> there's moral law. Yeah. And, and it is right and true and cannot be refuted regardless of how we feel about it. Again, because when we say my truth and your truth, we're not talking about reality. We're talking about how we feel. So what are some of those other capital T truths? Let's get out of the physical realm of gravity and all that. What are some of the spiritual truths that are true for everybody? If you betray someone, if you lie to them, you've damaged the relationship Mm -hmm. every time. Even if you're like, it was a little white lie, they forgave me. There is still a nick, right? There's a little cut. There's a little crack. There's a little dent in that relationship because truth builds trust Mm -hmm. and lies break trust and all great relationships are built on trust. So in the realm of lying is wrong, right, it affects relationships. Now, you could say, well, 
what if my sister comes to me and says, do I look fat in this yeah, dress? What is, how, do, how do I look in this dress? Yeah. 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 Sh- should, I, should I lie then? Well, you're talking about the nuances of loving somebody, <laughs> right? You're talking about the nuances of even getting in a relationship. What we're talking about is the hard reality. If you walk around lying to everybody, you will be very, very lonely mm-hmm. because the only way to have a relationship is for there to be trust. The only way there can be trust is through truth. That is a universal law. If you want to destroy a relationship, just lie to that person all the time. Mm-hmm. That is a fact. Yep. Yeah. Because that's a universal lie, a universal truth. See what I did there? That, that's a universal truth. If, if you lie, it, it, it destroys relationships. Mm-hmm. Uh, moral law. If you punch somebody in the face. Hang on. <laughs> because I watched a video of Buzz Aldrin, little YouTube video, punch a guy in the face. I was like, dude, that was awesome. This guy was like, hey. You didn't know what I was going to say. Oh, okay, sorry. Keep going. You thought I was going to say, then they'll punch you back. <laughs> Go That's ahead. That's not what I was going to say. If you punch somebody in the face, it's going to hurt them. <laughs> that is a universal truth. Period. Mm-hmm. It hurts. Mm-hmm. Right? I guess they could have... Nerve damage in their face, all right, but you still did damage. Mm -hmm. There's all kinds of things that we know are true. They're always true. They will always be true. Mm -hmm. Um, There is absolute truth. You cannot get around that. Um, It's as simple as gravity. And so how can I know what's absolute truth versus what's my little T truth? Well, that is the big philosophical question, isn't Mm -hmm. it? Um, I believe that what the Bible says is true. Now, right now, there are people, well, it's changed through the years. My answer to that is, well, yes and no. Yes, there are nuances of culture and things like that. But there's a principal truth that runs throughout scriptures that hasn't changed, that never Mm -hmm. will change. Mm -hmm. It it will always be. Um, I believe that the Bible is truth. We can talk about why I believe that. Uh, But at Sun Valley, the church where we pastor, I mean, that is our standard. We're Mm going to stand on the word of God, regardless of how people feel about it. But here's the other side of that. It doesn't mean I'm going to be a jerk with the truth. Mm -hmm. I'm going to love people with it, right? But it's still the truth, and it's unchanging, and it's unbendable, and it's unshakable, regardless of what culture says, regardless of what somebody's opinion is, regardless of the way an election goes, whatever, 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 the Bible remains. Mm-hmm. It always has been, always will be. It's, it's the truth of, of God. It doesn't mean that I beat anybody over the head with it. It just means that I love people well the best I can by the power of the Holy Spirit with that truth. All right. I'm going to shift gears on you here. So You're making me preach. I am a little bit. Within everybody, I believe that one of the capital T truths is that that we all need a savior. And I think if you observe just humanity, you see that that's true because everybody's trying to find a savior. They're just all trying to find it in different places. Absolutely. We're all trusting in something. You cannot not be a person of faith. So let's talk about that. Where, Where are people trying to find their salvation? Where are people trying to kind of fill that gap, void, whatever it is that they carry in their soul? You and I recently had a conversation about this. Uh, just as you look at humanity, you see that everybody's searching for something to redeem their lives. Yeah. Well, it, it, let, let's go um, micro and then we'll go macro. Okay. Micro saviors. If I buy this house, I will have redeemed my own life. Everybody will think I'm wonderful. I'll feel good about myself. You're in the house for the first year. You finally get it the way you want it. And two weeks later, well, that didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Right. It might even not go for the year. You're just on the journey of getting it ready. Um, I remember when I was a kid, the reason it's called a Happy Meal is because it's supposed to make you happy. 
So you cry and whine and mama give me a happy meal and you get it. Come to find out that was not the answer to complete soul satisfaction. Yeah. Right? Maybe for a moment. Those micro things. Uh, We have this idea we meet a particular person. This person's going to complete me. This person is everything that I'll ever need if I'm just with them. And then we get married and come to find out they pass gas too, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's it's still, uh, they still pick their nose and cough and get sick and, and lie and they're still a sinner and you still got to love them and forgive them and they're still selfish just like you. There's all of the realities of the fact that we're all broken, thus we need a savior to your point. Uh, and the world is broken. So we look for all these micro things to save us. Macro things. If this particular person is in office, then that'll take care of it. Um, if this particular form of government were in place, then we would have utopia. Philosophers throughout the ages are looking for something to solve the woes of mankind because we all know it's not as it should be. Uh, so, yeah, everybody's a person of faith. We're all trusting in something to redeem the situation, to redeem society, to redeem the world, and to redeem our own lives. So all these kind of functional Saviors. Saviors. That, that people, are not the capital S Savior, which is Jesus, to be clear. That people are, are, are chasing after. Why Jesus over all those other things? Mm. Because Jesus is the only Savior that gave up everything for you. Jesus is the only Savior that you could do nothing to earn him. And yet he sacrificed everything for for you. The the reality of the gospel, which is good news of great joy for all people, is that God loves us as we are, not as we should be. We're all more sinful than we could possibly imagine. And we're all more loved than we ever dare hope. And on the cross, the collision of the horrific reality of our sin— And the enormous, majestic, wonderful love of God is found in that moment in our Savior Jesus. It's the collision of the reality that I could never earn it, and yet I'm loved anyway. I don't deserve it, but I, I I can receive it. All other little functional saviors, they don't love you back. Yeah. If if you if you worship your job and you have in your mind that the corner office is going to do it for your soul. Mm-hmm. You're going to get there, and then they're going to change management, and they're going to fire you, and nobody cares, mm-hmm. right? That's the harsh reality of, of the world. Um, just to keep it real, you can marry somebody. You can think they're the answer to all the longings of your soul, and then they up and leave you. Or if it even wasn't their fault, they're going to get cancer and die on you. Jesus is the only Savior that it never changes. It's stellar forevermore. He's the only Savior you can fully trust in that will fully love you back for all time, no matter where you've been, what you've done, what's been done to you, or what you do moving forward. He's, he's the Savior. And that truth, when it comes to the church, is what unites us. Yeah. Yeah. So for the church to be united. So you you've said this over and over again. I'm going to I'm going to repeat you. So if if lies divide us and if lies bind us, then truth actually sets us free. Yeah. And and by truth, capital T truth that Jesus is the savior of the world. The only savior who can actually fulfill the promise of being a savior because all those other things, yeah. Tom Brady wins the Super Bowl. Oh, this is it. 
J.D. Rockefeller yeah, you're and, and all of his wealth. What's the meaning of life, Tom? I don't know. Is this it? Yeah, yeah. he's at the—they just yeah. won the Super Bowl. He goes, this is it? This is all there is? And then J.D. Rockefeller, how much would be enough? Just a little bit more, that's what he says. Yeah, and you got yeah. Jim Carrey. I want everybody to be rich and famous so they can realize that's what life isn't all about. All these people who've chased after what we would call, man, that looks like a pretty good life. That looks like a pretty good, you know, fill that void. And all of them unanimously are like, if they're honest, that's not it. Yeah. It doesn't actually accomplish what you think it's going to accomplish. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. Um, and And all of us fall into the trap of those lies, myself included. Um, I'll, I'll just let's be vulnerable for a second here. Mm-hmm. So in my little world, in the church world, all right, because our church is big, you know, when I get around other pastors, ooh, that's, you know, that's that's Chad Moore. He's a pastor of Sun Valley, right? Well, I remember when I was younger thinking, man, so I'm just being totally honest with everybody right now. So I'm thinking, man, if I ever pastored a church of like 2,000 people, mm-hmm. whoo, I'd be somebody, like I'd be important, right, and all that. So, so here we are, right, pre-COVID or <laughs> whatever. We'll go Christmas Eve. Hopefully, everybody will be back by Christmas Eve. You know, we'll have eighteen thousand people mm-hmm. show up, right? And I'll just help you. That doesn't make me feel any better about myself. Mm-hmm. I'm still the same center that needs Jesus that I've always been, um, and it it doesn't satisfy my soul. Now, it brings tremendous joy to my soul. When I know that all of those people are hearing the gospel, when I know that, you know, thousands of lives have been changed, but, but the size of the organization does absolutely nothing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, when somebody says, well, you just want the church to get bigger. Yes, I do, because I want more people in heaven, not less. But I learned a long time ago that does nothing for my self-esteem or ego. It, it, it is a wimpy savior, mm-hmm. right? But Jesus is the savior, and I absolutely am thrilled to see people receive him and in, 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 into their into their lives, we all have these things that we're chasing, that we think are going to do it. And Jesus says that's not the way. Oh, and by the way, that other thing you're thinking that's not the way. Jesus says I'm the way and the truth and the life, mm-hmm. and and everything that your soul desires is is found in Him. And the problem is when the church gets distracted mm-hmm. on those other things. Yeah. And 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 we we think you know if this just happens right the world's gonna lick. Listen, the world is jacked up and broken. It is as Jesus said it would be. And one day he will return and redeem all things. In the meantime, we're to carry his kingdom to the world so that people might be saved, lives might be changed, and we're ushering heaven into the earth by the way that we act and respond to Jesus. Yeah. I'm going to repeat back to you. You said, so when it comes to Jesus as our Savior, our, our salvation is stellar. Like there's, it's, it's unchanging. It's forever by his grace. And so the reality is the devil, once we've said yes to Jesus and, and filled with the Holy Spirit, so if the devil can't destroy us, what's he going to do? He's going to distract us. He's going to distract and divide. Yeah. And, and that's, that's what's going on in the church. So uh, the truth sets us free yeah. and the truth unites us. What are, because I see things in the church that people would say, well, this is true. And they would go, well, I think this is true. And they divide over things. Sure. What, what are the big T truths? What are those things that unite the church that we, you would say, Followers of Jesus, we all have this in common because we we break up into denominations and color yeah. carpet and all that. We find well, things to divide over still. Yeah. So, and, and the Bible says uh, in Hebrews that we're to work out our salvation with fear and trembling. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and let me just add this little caveat: you have to live out your salvation. 
So, so God is continually saving you. Mm-hmm. He has saved you. He is saving you. He will save mm-hmm. you. So it's not just, I, I prayed, I received Jesus. I'm done. I'm good. No, 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 no. You work out your salvation. And in that, you take hold of the kingdom and it teaches you to love your kids better, your spouse better, your friends better. It teaches you to be a better person in society. You know, it's the cure for, I said this a couple of weeks ago on the podcast, it's the cure for racism, secure for all of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me the question again. So what are the truths that unite the church? Capital T truths. Yeah. There's one God. Yep. Uh, in three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Uh, Jesus Christ is the only way to God, according to the scriptures. Uh, the Bible is 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 true and and errant, inerrant in the original writings. There's a few places where, where we look at, ooh, was that translated right? There's still some of those kinds of things. But all the big rock things throughout the scriptures have remained so for thousands of, of years. Um, the big rock things would be there's one God— the big rock thing would be Jesus is the way, the truth, and, and, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through him. The big thing would be it's all about Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, if the church is not about Jesus, it's not a church. It's something else. It's a, it's a political ideology club. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a country club. Uh, it's, a, it's a meeting where we get a goosebump because certain songs are sung or candles are lit. But for a church to be a church biblically, it's got to be about Jesus. The people are on mission with Jesus. It's about loving Jesus, worshiping Jesus, serving Jesus. It's about Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Salvation by grace, through faith, in Jesus. Yes. There's a resurrection. Jesus yes. has Thank you for being death. very specific. Yeah. We needed that in this conversation. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And that unites us. That's right. But you and I can disagree on some other things and still be united. Yes. But we cannot disagree on this. We cannot earn our way to God. Mm-hmm. So God in love and mercy and grace worked his way to us. And if you'll receive Jesus, you can have relationship with God. Uh, not by earning, but now that I have relationship, it's about learning and, and then I begin to grow. But yeah, you and I can disagree on eschatology, which is the end times. You and I can disagree over, was it, you know, six 24-hour days at mm-hmm. creation or, or is there wiggle room there? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, there are things that we can disagree on. Uh, but but Jesus is the head of the church. Yeah. And that remains. Yeah. That's good. That is good. All right. So all this, in summation, the church can be unified. And this is what Paul writes in Ephesians 4. He says, listen, now there's no longer all the divisions that people try and create. That's right. Male, female, Jew, Greek. He goes through this long list. He goes, we're all one. In Christ Jesus, back to that, our faith is in Jesus, that unifies us. And so let's not get so distracted with all these other little, you know, side arguments, all that. Let's stay focused on mission with helping people meet, know, and follow Jesus. That's what it means to be the church. That's exactly right. Yeah, that's good. Uh, and, and right now for everybody, mm-hmm. I would just ask the question, uh, does your life reflect Jesus? Are, are you following Jesus? Is your life really about Jesus or, or is something else kind of taken his place? Because if you're a follower of Jesus, you represent a different world, the kingdom of heaven. And, you know, you represent, I think we talked about a few weeks ago, that third option. It's not this way. It's not this way. He's the way. Um, and my question for myself and for all of us is, are we reflecting Jesus? If our mission in life is to do that, we'll be unified. That's good. Real quick, if you guys are listening and watching, uh, we're going to be doing a Q&A, kind of an ask anything at the end of the series. If you would email us your questions, you can record an audio clip, try and keep it like under 30 seconds, uh, or you can email us the questions at podcast at sunvalleycc.com, and we'll be answering that. And when I say you can ask anything, 
I mean, you can ask anything. Doesn't mean we're going to answer it, but go ahead and ask anything. <laughs> and uh, we'll, we'll do that at the end of the series. I'll answer the question. <laughs> That's from A Few Good Men. And on that, we'll end. Remember that? Jack Nicholson. Oh, yeah, I'll answer the question. He shouldn't have answered the question. But, if I let you go, did, you're going to do jail. the whole movie. Chad loves to quote A Few Good Men. I, uh, I can quote a few movies. Anyway, good talk today, Robert. Great talk. All right. Peace. Thanks for joining us this week on the Loving God, Loving People podcast. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast wherever you're listening to us so you'll never miss an episode. While you're at it, if you found value in this conversation, we'd love it if you left us a review or shared this podcast with a friend. Doing that will help us reach and help more people meet, know, and follow Jesus. And lastly, you're always welcome to join us online or in person for one of our services every week at live.sv.cc. Thanks for joining us.